0: In Rahman name of Allah, the Most Gracious, the Most Alhamdulillah, Lord Alameen. the Allah bless our Sajidna Mustafa, Alhamdulillah. In these holy months of Ramadan, the months of Quran we are able to have once again our session on Tafsir of Surat Luqman and this time I am in Luton and inshallah I think next time I will be in London and hopefully inshallah I think next uh, session we will finish Surat Luqman. We reached uh, the verse number 30, and we actually talked about number 30, alhamdulillah, about the fact that Allah is the truth or true. And now we should go on with the verse 31 and 32. In the verse 31, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ Alam Tara and Nalful Katajri fell Bahre Benamatilah Le Uriacum min Ayate Ennafiza le Kella Ayatin, le Kulle Sabaran Shakura This is in line with the verse twenty nine. If you remember, that one also started with Alam Tara. Alam Tara and Allah a ulejul Laylaf and Nahar. So, these are, in a sense, very similar because they refer to different aspects of Allah's Lordship and Creatorship, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us of some of His signs in the creation, something that if we reflect on, they will lead us towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so here Allah says alam tara don't you see or haven't you seen haven't you observed the fact that the
1: sheeps move they can
0: go around tajri is like flowing because sheep very uh, smoothly moves in the sea or ocean, so the concept of tajri is used, which means flowing, going very uh, smoothly. So, the ships move in the sea or flow in the sea بنامت by Allah's favor, by Allah's blessing. لِيُرِيَكُمْ min آيَاتِهِ So that he shows you some of his signs. So don't you see that the ships run on or move smoothly in the sea by the blessing of Allah in order to show you some of his signs? إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لُكُلِّ شَكُورٍ Truly in this there are signs for whoever is very patient and very thankful. So the idea is that one of the things that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has done for us out of His mercy and indeed this is mentioned in the Quran itself that Allah says out of his mercy, he has made this possible for us, is that we can use sea or ocean for transportation. The fact that there are enough supply of water in our planet so that they form oceans. And these oceans are connected with each other. And then there are seas that are connected to the oceans, which make a kind of network. And in addition to that, there are rivers and lakes that also can be used for transportation. So you don't need always to go to the free sea or oceans, but you can also use lakes and rivers. This is part of Allah's wise plan in the creation. He deliberately has planned this world in the way that we can have this supply of water with this network, which like blood vessels in human body, they serve to connect, different parts of the planet to each other so the, the way they are designed and then the property of water which is something which is heavy and then if you have something like wood or materials like that can flow on top of it which is very important this helps us to learn that if we make things out of wood or similar materials then they can float over the sea or ocean and there is so much weight and heaviness in water that makes you able to even put some goods and load of goods in the ship and boats and still they don't drone they don't sink so this is very important so Allah has deliberately made this for us of course there are many many benefits that we get from the seas and oceans many things we benefit from that for example animals like fish Uh, Many minerals are there, salt, many things, even oil, gas, normally these are because of uh, sea and ocean, even the places that at the moment there is no sea and ocean, in the past there was sea and ocean, and therefore there is oil. So we get many things from sea and ocean, but something very obvious that every person can understand, the minimum is that we can use for transportation. So, Allah says that, don't you see that these ships can run on in the sea? So, this must be a great sign, a great evidence that this is part of Allah's design. And you should come to the fact that Allah is the designer of this world. But who are the people who can actually come to this conclusion who are the people who actually take these signs to go towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the people who are patient and thankful many people look at these things and never wait to think about them never reflect on them the people who are Sabbar, very patient. Sabbar means very patient. Sabar means patient. They both come from sabr, but Sabbar is Sighatul Mubalagha. It shows the intensity. So the people who are very patient and Shakur means those are very thankful. Shakur means thankful, Shakur means very thankful. These people are the people who can actually benefit and learn from these signs you know if you look at every successful scientist you find that they have been very patient sometimes for years they study and they don't give up they never you know lose their hope and finally they achieve sometimes for generations scientists work on something Finally, maybe one person, you know, comes to conclusion. Maybe some times, even today, they have not yet been able to solve, but still they don't give up and continue. Why? Because they have this patience and eagerness for learning. Every human being must have this patience. So if you think carefully, if you give enough time and attention and energy, then you would find many signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everywhere, including in this fact that the sheep can move on, run on in the sea by the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the people who are thankful, because the people who are not thankful take everything for granted. They think everything happens by chance. They don't even think how these things happen. Many people look at, for example, you know, these ships and, you know, boats running on, and they never think that there must be a design. They think that plants grow and we eat them, but they don't think that there is a design. They think that there are animals that help us in providing us with food or helping us with carrying the good or for protection and security. But they never think about them. So everything is taken for granted. Or for example, you know, when we are healthy, we don't think why we are healthy. The people who are grateful, they know that nothing comes by chance. Nothing happens, you know, by accident. They are very grateful to find out who has done this for them so that they thank and appreciate. One of the things that the scholars of
1: Kalam, the theologians say,
0: is that it's obligatory. It's rationally, not just religiously. It's rationally obligatory To be thankful to the one who has given you his bounties, whoever he is. It's obligatory to be thankful to whoever has given you some good thing. And not only it means that when you know them, you have to be thankful to them. If someone has given you a job, someone has given you some knowledge, someone has given you food, someone has given you a husband or wife, someone has helped you with, I don't know, a job, anything that someone has helped you, you have to be thankful. But it's not enough to wait and then when you come to know you thank. They say that, and this is something that we can understand ourselves, That this requires you to look for the people who have blessed you. People who have helped you. So the necessity of being thankful to whoever who may have helped us. Is urging us to the search. To look for someone who has done this for us or even maybe sometimes you are not sure whether for example this is given to you by planning or not you have to look for it so even if someone is not a believer in God even if someone is not sure still he has to take this into account that maybe there is God who has done all this for him So he should study about this issue and find out the answer for himself. So we are not saying that to begin with you must take it for granted that God is there. But what we say is that at least you have to look for, you have to do research, you have to uh, be sensitive to this issue. Not just to say, you know, I don't bother to research about this issue. Okay, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that there are signs in this for everyone who is very patient and who is very thankful. Patience and thankfulness are two qualities which are very important. There is a hadith from the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in which he says Al Imanu Neswan. Faith, religiosity, iman has two halves. One is patience and the other one is thankfulness. It means that without patience and thankfulness you cannot have iman. You need both. In some hadith we have that min al iman al-ra's min al jasad Patience with respect to iman is like head for body. it's such a you know fundamental thing. It's not like just hand or leg. A person may lose his hand or leg and still survive, but no one can survive without head. No one can survive without patience. And at the same time, to be thankful. These two are very much needed. So, if you have these two together, you would have everything. It's not only that here you can benefit from Allah's signs. These are the two keys that can help you in every aspect.
1: Then, in the
0: next verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues with something related to the water and sea and sheep, And that is what sometimes happens for the people who travel and then they are faced with very strong waves which are very dangerous. And they lose their hope. And then they start calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the verse 32. If you look at verse 32. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. وإذا غشيهم موج كظلل. دعبوا الله مخلصين له الدين. فَلَمَّا نَجَّاهُمْ إِلَى الْبَرِّ فَمِنْهُمْ مُقْتَصِدْ وَمَا يَجْحَدُ بَآيَاتِنَا إِلَّا كُلُّ خَتَّارٍ كَفُورٌ
1: When a wave like mountains or like clouds covers them
0: You know, sometimes the waves are so powerful and so high that they go above the sheep and passengers and they provide them with shadow. So they become like cloud. Zulal is the plural form for dhulla. And zulla is something which comes on top of you. Something that can, you know, provide you with shadow. Because dhill in Arabic means shadow. And medallah is umbrella. So, sometimes these winds become so powerful that they become great and large in their height. And when they go on top of your head, you lose your hope absolutely. This peaceful ocean can sometimes become so dangerous that you would lose your hope. No captain, no you know, sailor would be able to survive in such circumstances unless God the Almighty is helping. So when these people who are traveling and enjoying their travel are faced with such a danger all of a sudden they are reminded of God without anyone asking them naturally they remember God and they call upon God they ask Him for help this is an innate knowledge in us every human being has this innate knowledge of God and not only a very vague and ambiguous knowledge of God every one of us in his heart or her heart knows God no matter what you call him knows God as the one who is capable and willing to help us. Not only he is capable, but he is kind enough and merciful enough to help us. Therefore, when we are faced with some danger, which is very serious, we are really worried, we are really frightened, automatically that knowledge becomes active. Even for the people who are in doubt about God or sometimes may deny God, when such things happen, they are reminded of God. Of course, a believer does not need to be put into such critical condition so that he remembers God. He remembers God all the time. Whether it is ease, at the time of ease or in the time of hardship, it doesn't make difference for him. He always remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he is healthy or he is ill, when he is poor or rich, always calls Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But unfortunately, most of us, as long as things are okay and normal and we think that we can manage ourselves, we don't call upon God. There must be something very hard, something very difficult, something that we cannot manage. Then we think that, okay, now I should call upon God. Or, for example, when things are happening normally, we don't think that is God's blessing. For example, I can eat, I can drink, I can walk, I can see, I can hear. Then I don't think that this is God. But if for example I have cancer and this cancer is cured, I think this is God. or for example you know I have a very you know severe accident and I am saved I say God saved me. A real moment is the one who sees God under all circumstances you don't need to be really going through all these difficulties so that you remember God. Just the time that you are speaking. You are drinking. You are eating. You are walking. You go to sleep. No going to sleep by itself is such a great sign of God. Then being able to wake up, this is another great sign of God. When you drive normally, it's a great sign of God. When you have an accident and you are saved again, another great sign of God. So you don't need to be put into difficulty so that you know of God. But, unfortunately, this is... The reality that many of us only are reminded of God when we are left with a situation that we cannot manage ourselves. So we are looking for someone who has such power that when we cannot do anything, comes and helps us. We don't know that even when we are doing things, still it is with the power of God. And Without the power of God, we cannot do anything. Anyway. What Allah has done with us is that He has put in every human being an innate knowledge of Him and an innate tendency towards Him, inclination towards Him. This, what we call it, Fetrah, this nature that God has given us, which brings by itself knowledge of God and love and inclination towards God, becomes active when the clouds of doubts go away when we lose our hope in the materialistic means and instruments and in people disappear so we are left absolutely alone and hopeless then that knowledge becomes awake becomes active so we start calling upon god mukhliseen allahuddin
1: with pure intention in sincerity We purify our religion for
0: him this is something that we are supposed to do all the time allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah bayyinah wa ma umiru illa liya'budullaha mukhlasina lahud din wa yuqimussalata wa yu'tuz zakata wadhālika dinul qayyim we, they are not asked to do anything other than worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while they purify their faith for Him. They and establish prayer and give alms as two requirements of the first thing. To purify your faith, your religion for the sake of God. So these people, because of this situation, all of a sudden they jump to the high level of purity and sincerity. Because they know no one else can help them. So sincerely, honestly, they only ask God for help. But, falama najahum al. But when God saves them and takes them to the land, so the worries, the dangers are over. Now people are divided. Some of them still remember God as their savior. Some of them still remain loyal to God and loyal to the promises that they have made to God. And some of them forget. They say, this was natural. It was just an accident. And we were saved, luckily. This concept of luck is very, you know, strange concept sometimes can be very misguiding when something is done to us by god we shouldn't think that this was just luck we don't have indeed anything as luck philosophically it's proved that nothing happens by chance so people are divided some of them the Quran says فَمِنْهُمْ مُقْتَصَدُونَ Some of them are moderate. Some of them follow the middle course. اقتصاد comes from qasd qasd means to be moderate, to be in the middle position. Not to go to the extremes. Some people remain in the right position the other group god does not mention here you have to understand yourself it means that some of them would not remain loyal and would deny god would deny that this was god who helped them so in many cases in the quran you have this that god sometimes makes a comparison or devise something into different types, but he doesn't mention all of them, so that you yourself think. Because it's very obvious. So you have to do a little bit of force to find out yourself. But from the end of the verse, you can easily find out what is the other group, other party which are not mentioned. إِلَّا كُلُّ Kafur And no one denies our signs except those who are خَتَّار the one who break their promises they don't observe the covenants that they have made and those who are Kafur very ungrateful So you realize that the opposite group to Muqtasad are those who are Jahed, those who deny. Some remain in the middle course of action, the middle position. They still remain loyal to God. and Some deny. And God says the only people who deny are the people who are breaking the promise. Every human being has made such a promise to God that he would remain as his servant. For example, in Surah ya Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says, "Alam a'had ilaykum ya banī Adam an la ta'budu ash-shayṭān, innahu lakum 'aduwwun mubīn, wa an a'budūnī hādhā ṣirāṭum mustaqīm." Hasn't God made this covenant with you that you should not worship Shaitan, Iblis, because the a clear enemy of you, and you should worship God the Almighty? This is the right path. Every human being knows this. There is such a knowledge, such understanding. This is a kind of covenant. Or for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the verse which is known as Ayat al إذ أخذ ربك من بني آدم من على أنفسهم قال بربكم قالوا بلا So Allah has made this covenant with us. He has asked us, am I not your Lord? And by our nature we all have said yes. Okay. So those people who remain faithful and loyal, these are the people who are muqtasad. Those who deny are the people who break their promises, they don't observe the covenant, and they are very ungrateful. So, kafur is opposite to shakur. Shakur are those who are very grateful, kafur are those who are very ungrateful. It comes from kufran al-Ni'mah, because kufr sometimes means to disbelieve, sometimes to be ungrateful okay this word of muqtasir has also been interpreted in different way by some mufassirin which is not very good which is not acceptable for example fakhruddin razi a famous uh, Mufassir and theologian. He has a book on Tafsir. at tafsir al-Kabir. The famous Sunni theologian. He says. Muqtasad. Is. Maniqtasada fil kufr. He means it. Takes it to mean something quite opposite. To what we said. He said. Muqtasad is the one who is muqtasad in kufr. He is. Following the middle course. In. Being faithless some people have said Muqtasr is the one who decides to be Kafir, who hides in his heart to be Kafir. But this doesn't make sense, although grammatically you can say to be muqtasr means to be in the right course, but right course of, for example, Kof, but this doesn't make sense when someone studies other verses of the Quran. Especially I would love to draw your attention to the verse 32 of chapter Fathir. Surat Fathir, chapter Fathir, number 32. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that people are divided into three groups. فَمِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ وَمِنْهُمْ مُقْتَصِدٌ وَمِنْهُمْ سَابِقٌ بِالْخَيْرَاتِ This verse is the key for understanding the meaning of مُقتصد. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says people are divided into three groups. Some of them are ظَالَمٌ They do injustice to themselves. In Dua Kumail we say ظَلَمْتُ Nafsi Or we say رَبَّنَا إِنَّنَا and أَنْفُسَنَا As we have in the Qur'an. So, we do injustice to ourselves. Some people do it all the time because they are kafir. فَمِنْهُمْ Some follow the middle course. hum سَابِقُنْ بِالْخَيْرَاتِ And there are people who precede others in doing good actions. So, السَّابِقُونَ which we have in Surah Waqi'ah, As-Sabiqoon, As-Sabiqoon, al-Muqarraboon, are ahead. After them, we have Ashabul Yamin, Yameen, and then after them, we have as Shemal. So we have three groups of people. Who
1: are in the middle?
0: Ashabul Yamin, Yameen. The people who are Mu'min the people who are muqtasid, but they are not that good that they are counted as as-sabikun. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لَنَفْسِهِ وَمِنْهُمْ مُقْتَصِدٌ وَمِنْهُمْ سَابِقٌ بِالْخَيْرَاتِ So here we realize that فَمِنْهُمْ مُقْتَصِد doesn't refer to the people who are kafir. refers to the people who are in the middle position in the sense that they are neither bad nor excellent. They are middle position. They are average. But uh, still they are movement. And then by comparison we realize that the opposite would be the people who deny and Of course there are people who precede everyone in doing good actions and they always remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are not in need of going through these difficulties. Those who go through these difficulties and are reminded of God either remain mindful of that or become forgetful of that. In some Books on Tafsir they have said that this verse refers to the uh, a case which happened in the life during the life of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu about the way a person called Akramat ibn Abi Jah Akramat the son of Abi Jah the way he embraced Islam. Of course, you know that these incidents in which some verses are revealed can help us in understanding, but by no means they limit the meaning of the verse. The verse is general. When the Prophet ﷺ was going to conquer Mecca, he said that all the people are forgiven. And the only people that he excluded were four people that who had done great crimes. So they were sentenced to punishment. Apart from four people, everyone was forgiven. Even Abu Sufyan not only was forgiven, the Prophet said whoever goes to the house of Abu Sufyan also would be safe or those who remain in their own houses. So, one of those four people who was sentenced to punishment is this Akram, the son of Abuja. So, what he did was before Muslims entered Mecca, he escaped. He ran away near the Bahr al-Ahmar, the Red Sea. He went there and take on board on a ship to run away from the whole Arab Peninsula. Perhaps to go to Ethiopia or North Africa. Then, their ship was faced with such strong waves of water. And they were going to drown to die. The people who were on board, they said, our idols are not going to help us. So instead of calling upon them, we should call upon God the Almighty, upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us. So they prayed hard to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at that time, Akram said, if Allah is going to save us in sea he is also our savior in land so he said to allah if you save me i will go and uh, visit the prophet and i am sure he's a kind and merciful person and he's going to forgive me so just save me and i'm promising you that i will go there so God saved them and he kept his promise, he went to the prophet and the prophet forgave him and he became a very good, sincere Muslim. And later in the battle of Yarmouk or in the battle of Ajnadin, he was killed, he became a martyr. So he is one of those people that Allah says hum they keep the promise they are very loyal so this is an example for us that Allah, first of all we should try to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time to realize that his blessings are always with us And in us, and above us, we are surrounded from every direction with Allah's blessings. Our example is like fish in water, but even inside the body of fish is water. Everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should always remember this. And especially in the time of difficulties, we should call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. Whether these are difficulties that happen to us or difficulties that happen to our brothers and sisters or our fellow human beings, we should always call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the time of ease and difficulty. And we should keep our promises. Another thing that we have to remember is that we have to be patient and grateful. Patient with respect to difficulties of life, patience with respect to difficulties of performing our responsibilities in refraining from haram and grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whoever has done something good to us because Islamically we have to be also grateful to people Yashkur al Lam Yashkur al if you don't thank people you are not thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i stop here and uh, inshallah we have some time to take some of your questions wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil So if
1: there is any question please put forward
0: I hope you have been enjoying the months of Ramadan and inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would enable you to benefit more from the rest of the month. The first question, what does God think of his creation who don't remember him when everything is okay but the moment something wrong happens we start praying. Will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really listen to our prayer when we forget? of him? And does God sometimes bring an accident or misfortune so that we turn to him? Or are these accidents our own misdoings? Thank you for your good question. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala definitely loves and prefers those servants who always remember him. But even if someone only calls upon him in the time of difficulties still he is so kind and so merciful that he would respond and the hope is that maybe this person would remember and would connect himself to God in the rest of his life of course God is not in need of our connection or our prayer it's for our own benefit so there is always chance for people to go to God even if they have not been mindful of God in the time of ease And you are right, sometimes, not always, sometimes the reason that some problems happen to us is to awaken us. It's not all the time. There can be different reasons. But sometimes problems happen to awaken us. And therefore the people who are not really uh, able of going back to God, sometimes they don't have problems or they face less problems. Uh, You may remember the story that i mentioned about someone who was visited by the prophet and the prophet saw that the egg dropped and it didn't you know break and that person said this happens you know normally in our house nothing is broken and the prophet didn't like this and left the house because if someone never has any problem it means that god has left him to himself this is the concept of estedraj so yes it is possible that sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings uh, difficulties to us so that we become away, Or sometimes, for example, we pray and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us to continue our prayer. So He delays in giving us what we ask for so that we improve ourselves. We become more sincere, more humble. But it's not all the time because of this. Sometimes also when bad things happen because of her own uh, mismanagement or misplanning or laziness or others, you know, mischief or misplanning. So there is a combination of reasons. Question 2. salamu Sheikh alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullah. Can you explain what you mean by nothing can happen by chance? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you reflect on the concept of chance we mean by chance something which has no reason something that has happened without any reason but this is because of our lack of knowledge for example I say I went to the street and by chance I saw my friend that I had never seen in the last 10 years I say by chance I saw him. It means that I don't know what happened. I don't know the reason why I met him. Perhaps you think that even there was no reason. But someone who knows why you went to the street and why he went to that street, for him this is not chance. And therefore he would be even able to predict if he knows these things in advance. So... When we say something happens by has happened by chance it's only because of our limited knowledge otherwise everything which happens has a cause and therefore there is a possibility of discovering that thing if you know the cause so in reality nothing happens by chance it's only our way of looking at the things if you look at it from for example Allah's perspective or a person who has, you know, kind of special God-given knowledge, he would be able to tell you exactly what happened, step by step, that led to that action. Okay, question three. You said that God is willing and capable to help everyone, especially those who are grateful and patient. How come so many humans do not? get justice in a state of spite of all prayers. Yeah, as I said, there is a combination of reasons. Sometimes you don't get justice because you have not been worked for the establishment of justice. And sometimes you have worked hard. But other people have not helped you. You are left alone. If all people call for justice, definitely justice is going to be established. But single-handedly you cannot do this. Like Imam Hussain, he was working for justice. But he was left alone. Imam Ali, the same. So, if we do the things properly, definitely God's help and support is with us. But God is very hesitant and reluctant to interfere and do all the things miraculously. Because then in that situation there would be chaos there would be no accountability for people's actions there would be no responsibilities so if for example we few people pray for justice and then all the tyrants are forced to give us justice by miracles then how are they going to be tested and how are we going to be tested just by praying Is it enough? How are we going to educate other people? How are we going to connect with other people? So running the world is such a great thing. You know, sometimes even running a a house or an office is very difficult. Community is very difficult. Let alone you want to run the whole world in the way that you can gain the maximum results from it. So for sure our prayers are very significant more than our prayers our actions are very significant prayer without action is not useful very little actions without prayer also are not very useful when we have action and prayer together these are very useful but if you want to have worldly and immediate success it's not enough that one or few people pray and act we need to have many people who do the same in that case then definitely God Almighty would help them and they can establish justice and peace and security okay I stop here it is now the time of Fazer here so I pray that, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all your prayer and fasting and du'as and recitation and charity works in these months of Ramadan. May Allah bless you and your family and forgive all your marhumin and heal all your brothers and sisters. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to be included amongst those people who witness Laylatul Qadr not only just be alive, but to witness the significance and the magnificence of Laylatul Qadr, and inshallah be among those people that
1: their actions,
0: their conducts are approved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Please remember us in your dua, wa afiru and
1: rabbil